live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, coming to you from Alexandria, Virginia, National Headquarters of the Salvation Army in Old Town, Alexandria, right across from us, the Potomac of the Potomac River is our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. With me today, as always, my uh, partner in crime when it comes to these podcasts and when it comes to all the things that we deal with in the publications department, our Warcry editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings, Colonel. Great to be with you. As usual, thank you for your influence and in all you do. Well, you're welcome. Do you have a? Do you happen to have a quote for us today? I don't have a quote today. I thought we'd rely on uh, Captain Sadly for our inspiration. This is this is true, and we we also uh, have with us before we introduce our guest once once again, uh, working all the bells and whistles and making this all sound right and pulls it all together is our producer, Elizabeth. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. Uh, Before we uh, went and pushed the record button here, we had a little bit of banter at a time, and it's always kind of fun to talk with Elizabeth because she teaches us old codgers, uh, Jeff and myself, a lot of things about the technology, but we had the chance to introduce to her the concept of what a spaghetti western was. And if you don't know what a spaghetti Western is, well, we encourage you to just Google it up and you can learn right along with Elizabeth. But uh, Elizabeth, it's always a joy uh, to to be with you. And thanks uh, for all you do. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's always great. <laughs> so today uh, in our podcast today, we're speaking with another key member of our team. Uh, and we have not had her on our podcast yet, but Captain Jamie Satterley is our new editor of Peer Magazine. And today, this podcast is a chance for you, our listeners, to get to know uh, our new editor and also for you to celebrate with us the second birthday of Peer Magazine. So we welcome Captain Jamie Satterley to the Fight for Good podcast. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, it's great to be here. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. So I'm Jamie. Uh, I'm a cradle salvationist, been a part of the Salvation Army since birth. My parents are Salvation Army officers, um, pastors. And so you know, as a as a young person, I would have said that being a Salvation Army officer is the last thing that I want to do. Um, but you know, God's ways are not our ways, <laughs> <laughs> and so here I am. Um, I uh, come. I'm actually this is our fifteenth year of officership this year. So uh, here this summer, I will trade out my captaincy to become a major. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Oh, that's but, that's that's awesome. We yeah. have to we have to start calling you major. We'll get we'll start. You know, we could start now and just so that we can practice, <laughs> you know, and getting you a little bit more comfortable with with that role. So it's not so traumatic. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely going to be an adjustment. But, I've, you know, spending have, have spent we did seven years as a core officer 
Corps officers, local administrators in Salvation Army units, uh, and then seven years in direct youth ministry in the Georgia in Georgia and in Florida, um, which is honestly where my heart is. I love youth ministry. And so I'm really excited as the editor of Peer to get to kind of stay in this youth bubble, albeit in a completely different capacity. Um, so, you know, that's that's me. That's what I'm doing. Also, I should probably say uh, I have an incredible husband, uh, Captain Matt Satterley, and two very wonderful daughters who I am proud to be uh, their mother. Also, a dog, a dog child who... A- I love her dearly as much as my kids, which is probably says a lot about me. Well, if anybody's been around Ladybird, they would fall in love with her. I know that I have fallen in love with her as we've had the privilege of taking care of her for a couple of times uh, when you and your family were out of town. And also the fact that you named her Ladybird uh, <laughs> after uh, <laughs> my favorite animated series, King of the Hill. So I think that's great. Yeah, a little nod to our Texas heritage. <laughs> So you you and your husband and and you guys are doing now you're working with Elizabeth. I think you're on your sixth or seventh uh, episode. We want to tell our listeners we have another podcast that, that was one of our goals this year that we're we've been able to give birth to. But that's the Battle Line. Uh, that's the Battle Line podcast, and so you can download that podcast and get to know Captain Matt and Jamie as they deal with uh, lots of different things in youth culture uh, together. And your husband, uh, Captain Matt, is he's just a lot of fun. We appreciate having him on board. He is our National Youth Secretary and handles a lot of things on the curriculum side with Corps cadets and junior soldiers material and the character building programs and, uh, and, and whatnot. And also just national youth sort of, uh, things that are happening, but we're really glad that you guys are here. And, and basically, uh, what we wanted to do in this podcast is just to remind our listening audience that we do have a very, very important uh, magazine that rolled out two years ago. So why don't you tell uh, our our listeners today, uh, just to give them a, a little bit of refresh. What's what's Peer Magazine all about? Yeah, so the Peer Magazine is the Salvation Army's youth publication. It is a print magazine. We also have an online presence, both on our website and on social media. Uh, and kind of our, our peer mission uh, says that uh, by addressing topics related to faith and community and culture, uh, the mission of Peer is to ignite a faith conversation that will deepen biblical perspective, faith, and holy living. So we kind of believe that, um, you know, even even things that, that people might term secular or may not seem to have um, an intersection with faith, that all of these things do um, uh, you can have faith conversations about these things and to really kind of look beyond the surface and see, uh, you know, we call it like, what's the thing beneath the thing. And so it's kind of our goal to um, ignite those conversations. Um, we certainly want to disciple our readers to um, increase them and en- encourage them on in their faith um, and in their personal holiness. Um, and so we do that through this print, print media publication. So Jeff, I want to bring you in here a little, little bit, because I think you can give a little insight on the development and kind of the original idea of Peer Magazine, kind of where it, the roots of where it came out of. I was in the middle of the transition. I was the editor in chief pro, uh, I don't want to, not pro tem, but um, well, you know, just kind of, I came in in the November of 2018 and we, we launched the magazine in January of 
2019. Can you tell our listeners, Jeff, a little bit of the, about the genesis of, of how this, this magazine was, was developed? The Army, of course, has a, a tradition of um, working with young people, encouraging young people in their walk in life and with God. And part of that uh, was a commitment to a magazine called Young Salvationists, which went through several iterations over the decades. Uh, the last one being, we shortened the name to YS. Um, and primarily it was to... Um, encourage young salvationists in their walk, in their commitment to faith and in their experience in the Army. But with um, the advent of, uh, well, with the generational shifts, the coming of Gen Z, uh, we realized, or the uh, leaders of the Army realized the importance of connecting with the, uh, with the uh, rising generation um, and recognizing also that this generation is distinct, has distinct qualities, opportunities, outlooks, perspectives. Um, and uh, we tried to figure out, well, how best to address that audience and also to look beyond simply Salvation Army circles to appeal to a wider audience, knowing that <clears throat> that Gen Z um, generation did not have periodicals per se specifically targeted for them designed for them uh, especially you know considering uh, the male population among that as well as females of course so the, the thought was to um, create a magazine that would appeal to that generation and much much research went into it much um, consultation um, figuring out what the content sh should be to address that generation what the army's um, perspective should be in it, um, and also what would appeal. And obviously, in this day and age, that encompasses not just a printed publication, but an online presence as well, a robust presence, one that's interactive, one that's social media savvy and helpful. Um, so the, the result, I think, is quite, um, it's very, it's innovative in that the format is, is uh, unique, the paper is unique, but the content especially is unique. And the emphasis on design in this book is, is really quite um, aesthetically pleasing and uh, strong. <clears throat> so the, the, there is a lot of planning that went into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and the result, I think, is quite powerful. Just looking at the, at the current issue um, of January 2021, deals with identity and what goals that Gen Z should have. Uh, what good, what goals you know should matter? Do they matter? What does the future look like for Gen Z people? So we're really excited to see the evolution of it, uh, and we did consult with outside designers, um, and you know we ran um, a lot of surveys with um, Salvation Army audiences to help define the content. So I'm just um, curious to um, Captain Jamie what. What topics, what concerns are you trying to focus on in, in this publication? Yeah, so we really try to stay kind of in tune with with the things that are important in Gen Z, what Gen Z is, is talking about currently, and to address those concerns. We have articles that are both, um, you know, I would say... I would say that all of our articles have faith content in them. That's part of our, our goal, right? Uh, and so, but not all of them are necessarily faith, um, 
faith centric, I guess. Sometimes it's things like you said, it's like goal setting, which may not uh, be, you know, exactly faith centric, but faith certainly has a a part to play in that. Um, And so when we're developing content, um, we are are looking for a balance of those things, things that um, directly kind of help us grow in holiness and in our, our faith walk, but also things that apply, um, you know, to, to other parts of our everyday life. I'm glad you shared about our January issue um, because I think it, uh, I was really excited about it. I think it really plays into a lot of, of what Gen Z is facing with identity and all of those kind of things. Um, but we kind of asked ourselves, our three, we have three feature articles every month. And the three articles for January basically answer these questions. Who am I? What am I doing? And how do I get there? Um, so, you know, who am I identity? Um, what am I doing? What's my purpose? And how do I get there? How do I achieve goals, goal setting? So those are the three features. And that's kind of, you know, not every month is sculpted out that way, where it's that kind of direct correlation between each feature. Um, but we try to hit all aspects of of culture and of everyday life and of faith. And, um, you know, so that's our, our content. We have a fantastic team who is always on the ball with, um, you know, keeping their their finger on the pulse of what's going on with Gen Z. Um, they are Gen Z, <laughs> many of them. So um, that's certainly helpful uh, to a millennial like me, making sure that we're staying on target uh, with our our mission. I th- I think we would be amiss if we did not um, pay uh, tribute and sincere thanks to a previous administration uh, that was willing to uh, take a risk uh, to change a, a magazine that had uh, had a particular uh, audience and had a, a particular message and was you know effective for years and to make make the shift I know the this was done in um, conjunction with the uh, previous editor-in-chief uh, with the YS editor, Captain Pam Maynard, um, uh, along with uh, just a, a bevy of different people that kind of did the groundwork to make sure that this magazine would be launched and that this would uh, continue to uh, be a success. And I know, uh, Captain Jamie, you are grateful to uh, how uh, uh, how you inherited. I mean, you inherited a, a very well-established system uh, for producing this magazine from Captain Pam and the staff. And you you have just kind of wonderfully just slid in and, you know, continue it on. Of course, you're giving it a little bit of your own nuances and, and uh, uh, touches. Yeah, I, I would say so. I worked with I had the the first time I met Captain Pam was actually um, as when she was doing Young Salvationist, um, and I was chosen to be the Southern Territories representative um, for Young Salvationist. So I did you know had assignments every month and would write and that kind of thing, um, and so I, that's how I got to know her. Um, and even then, appreciated her heart for young people um, and for. Um, you know, really making sure that they were discipled using this avenue. Um, and she certainly did pour her heart and soul into the the transition into peer. Um, and, and I could not have asked for a better transition. Uh, the way that she set everything up um, was fantastic. And so it's, it, that's great for somebody like me to come into a place where, um, you know, she, she just, 
everything that she did was her, her heart and passion was in it. Um, and so it's exciting to be able to come in and to, to pick up where she left off. And, uh, yeah, I owe her a huge debt of gratitude. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I think it took several months before you actually met your staff in person because of all the COVID uh, restrictions that we've been under. Yes, actually. And to be fair, I've only met one of them, uh, like actually had a conversation in person with, with one of them. The other two, um, I've seen at a distance, uh, you know, at a thing, but weren't, weren't able to actually speak with them. Um, and so that has uh, been an, an odd part of this transition, only knowing your people through a computer screen. Uh, but they are fantastic. Um, very um, sold out to what they do and, and dedicated and um they they've just been amazing. I Jeff, I always I, I'm always uh, appreciative whenever a new issue comes out uh, of Peer and and of the War Cry and whatever else that we're producing. I I, I don't I don't think I don't want to overemphasize it, but there are significant challenges that we face in our production of these. Uh, magazines, and I hope our readers and listeners just don't take that for granted. It just does not magically kind of happen. There's a lot of stuff that happens on so many different levels behind the scenes, uh, and I'm I'm grateful to you, Jeff, for your vision and how you're continuing on, and the challenges that Captain Jamie inherited just kind of coming in in the middle of this pandemic and being responsible for for this magazine. Yeah, and I think a lot of it does come down to heart. I do think of Captain Pamela Maynard's heart for young people and how she did pour so much energy into creation of Peer and her predecessor, uh, Major Amy Reardon, another outstanding editor of YS uh, back in the day. And now um, Captain Jamie is part of that great train. You know, I think of uh, Newton's expression, he can see, he could see so far because he stood on the shoulders of giants. Um, and I think that's true for us in our work. Just even the, um, ascertaining the name, coming up with the name Peer, was a study in uh, you know um, surveying and getting opinions and getting an administration and leaders in the army to consider it. And I think it's it's a brilliant name. And I've often I, I do believe that the army has much to speak into today's world from its perspective. And I think that it's a bold move for Peer to try to, you know, continue to disciple um, those young people in the Salvation Army, but also to reach out beyond it to attract people to what um, what the subhead or the byline for Peer is, which is faith, community, and culture. Is that right, Captain Jamie? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so... Do you, what are you um, planning for the future for Peer in terms of um, individuals you'll be interviewing or topics you'll be covering? Yeah, so we're uh, you know that's one of the um, the things that has been an adjustment is the um, how far ahead you know we work and it's it's kind of interesting where you know you think oh you know these are things that are happening today I should write about this but then realizing that uh, in production time we're actually you know three or, or four months ahead uh, so that's been a little bit um, of a, a, a kind of a mind switch for me um, but we are we have some great plans for um, for 2021 um, looking ahead thinking about things like um, sustainability um, which we know is an important topic 
to Gen Z, um, things in our, uh, you know, March's um, Women's History Month. So we have some articles coming about on that, like the Salvation Army stance of women in leadership. Uh, we have a little bit of a unique position somewhat in the church um, on women in leadership. And so exploring those kind of things, um, kind of shifting our perspective on uh, people with disability, disability awareness, um, I'm just trying to uh, to go through uh, cancel culture, which is a huge thing right now in society. Um, kind of talking through that kind of thing. Also, practical things that apply to our readers, like you know, finance and setting a budget and getting started off the right foot. You know, when you're coming out of college, making that entry into adulting. Um, you know, making sure that we're setting a, a great foundation um, so that they have a, as good a launch point as they possibly can. Um, all those kind of things. We're looking forward to a, a summer. Um, series, hopefully, on the spiritual disciplines, um, which will be all online because of our production um, schedule. We do one print magazine in the summer, so that will be primarily an online feature. Um, I would say, though, the the thing I'm most excited about in 2021 is kind of our our focus or our emphasis on mental health awareness. Um, We're trying some, some new things. So in in the print edition of Peer, we've had a column called Hashtag of the Moment. Um, and in the past, um, this has been a, a place where we would ask a question on social media like, uh, how are you supporting your friends while socially distant? Or uh, how are you giving thanks this year? We would put that out there on social media and the responses would come in and it would be featured in our print column. Um, well, we've we've reworked that space a little bit starting in the January edition. Um, and it's kind of transitioning into Hashtag Mental Health Moment. Um, where we're we're kind of addressing, um, you know, these different mental health challenges that are affecting Gen Z and beyond. Um, so in the January column, um, it's seven, uh, seven self-care practices when you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. Um, and so that's kind of a new feature that's coming into peer. Um, but we're even moving that into our online uh, space as well. And so um, we've engaged four licensed professionals to write on mental health topics for our online content. So every month, about the middle of the month, a new article will be released only uh, in our online space that will address a topic pertaining to mental health. So for January, the first column, it's how to recognize if you yourself are suffering from anxiety. Uh, That might be like a little bit beyond a, a typical you know, what we would consider a a typical level of anxiety. Um, And then if you do recognize that in yourself, how, how to address it and how to get help. Um, And so, you know, mental health, I think was already coming into the spotlight. Uh, Our understanding was changing of it. And then when the pandemic occurred, it kind of just threw everything uh, even deeper in that sphere. And so we really want to help young people um, learn about it take the shame and the stigma maybe that's existed in the past away from it and then figure out how we can um, get help and and move forward to live a a whole life in the way that God intended us for or intended for us to do. So we should, I should point out though, that now peer has, has achieved its reaches one year anniversary. Is that correct? So we just actually, in January, we celebrate two years. I mean, two years, yes. It's our two year birthday. That's right. Um, And so, yeah, it's very exciting. Second birthday. We should turn the toddler face. (laughs) <laughs> we should point out it's gotten great traction and that peer received awards of excellence from the evangelical 
Press Association last year for its work. So it was, you know, recognized for it. And it is, as I said, uh, you know, people wonder, well, why have a print magazine in this day and age? But print is um, a technology into itself. And it is uh, portable and it, it is uh, unique. Um, and we do use sustainable inks and paper and are careful that what the ingredients that go into it are recyclable. Um, so we are conscious of that. Um, but again, um, it is both print and online. I think the peermag.org website is really powerful in itself. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we do feature uh, content online that's not found in the print edition. So they're, um, you know, they're connected. They're parts of the same world, but they are, you know, it's not the exact same content on both sites. Uh, Interestingly, I just read an article not too long ago that said that Gen Z, we're seeing an uptick in the reading of printed materials from Gen Z um, because of some of the lack of trust. I would say because online, you know, with Wikipedia and things like that, anybody can just edit or say what they want. Um, and so they're kind of turning back a little bit to print media, uh, having a little bit more faith, I guess, in the reporting that is done there. Uh, so it's interesting to see how that will continue to develop, um, you know, through as Gen Z ages and then what happens with the generations coming behind them. But yes, we do. We do hit both because we know there are some who prefer the print medium and there are some who prefer, you know, Gen Z is the the first generation that's, um, you know, technology has always been there for them. So uh, we want to make sure that we're hitting those needs as well. Jeff, we, uh, Peer Magazine also received a, a nomination for um, a uh, national award through, uh, I think it was print media. I, I can't remember the actual uh, group name, but they were, it was supposed to be awarded uh in April, uh, for, I think we were nominated for a redesign, the company that, uh, that helped to relaunch, uh, submitted it. And we were in a category with the redesign of other magazines like the Atlantic Sojourners. Uh, I think there was two other magazines. So the, the concept of, of this magazine, uh, I, I don't ever want us to just take it for granted. Uh, of course, we struggle, I struggle with the whole a profit is without honor sort of thing. But what what our magazine does, we're, we're one of the only few Christian uh, youth magazines that is is targeting the Z generation in particular. Last year, Captain Pam and myself were asked to do a workshop at the Christian Leaders uh, Association uh, event, and that was canceled because of COVID. But I know, Captain Jamie, we've been asked to, to come back, and you're currently working on a workshop. And, and we're hoping that in April of this year that we can explain to the Christian community how this magazine did a reboot and relaunch and like where we're going in, in helping the very digitally and very savvy, uh, uh Z generation. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what, what we're going to be able to share with that. 
Yeah, yeah. I am too. It'll be it'll be uh, great to be there. And you're right. There's not a lot out there right now as far in in Christian magazine sphere for this age group. There is um, Focus on the Family has the Brio magazine, but that one's aimed directly at girls. Um, and so the market is slim across the board, um, but even specifically for males. And so, you know, we feel like this is a great place for for the church to say, you know, like we can we have the ability to to fill in this gap. Um, and so. We're excited to be able to do that and to to stand and say like, hey, here's what's going on in the world. This is how it relates to our faith. Um, let's have a conversation. I think it's important for our listeners to remember and our readers to remember is that the the footprints uh, of that that the national publications go, where these magazines go, are are incredibly. Um, uh, probably hard to imagine sometimes. Uh, we deal in the Salvation Army with a lot of kids that are at risk, kids that are in the margins, kids that are neglected, kids that are forgotten. And those of us that have been involved with this pastoral ministry uh, to you know younger generations over time, because I was a divisional youth secretary when the, the X generation was kind of really coming in its prime. And, and we've seen the millennials rise and you see the Z generation with the complexity of life itself, the footprint, uh, Captain, of, of your magazine is very, very powerful. And we're only starting to scratch the surface uh, to see uh, the effects of, of what uh, Peer Magazine is bringing. Yeah, that's right. We do, um, you know, we do have a, a widespread circulation. We're, we're just under 30,000 print editions a month. Um, some of those are distributed to Salvation Army units across the country, but we also have what we call singer, single subscriber households. Um, also, one of the areas that we were really getting into and had some traction on was getting into universities that subscribed through their student centers, but also um, individual subscribers on college campuses. Um, that kind of paused a little bit when the pandemic began and you know, students had to go home. Um, but that's one of the things that, that will continue in the future, hopefully. Um, but then also our online following, um, as of two days ago, we had just under 6,000 followers on social media, um, and on our website. So we're working more and more, uh, on our online presence there as well with Elizabeth, who's our media manager, um, always, you know, evaluating and reworking. It's always changing. Uh, the digital world is changing, you know, rapidly every day. There, there are new things coming out or new trends and all these kind of things. And so Elizabeth helps us keep our eye on that um, and helps us, you know, gear our content towards things like TikTok, which is <laughs> the whole crazy world. <laughs> Jeff, I recall when we launched the magazine, there was some initial pushback I received from uh, some individuals saying that, you know, they don't understand this magazine and whatever. And I was just like, look, <laughs> if you're over 30, this is not a magazine for you. And that's that's been really that, that our, our audience is is not for the the well-versed um, person that's been along the journey. Our, our audience is for a very sharp, growing, uh, young, younger generation who's very attuned to a lot of different things spiritually, uh, politically, uh, economically, diversity, a lot of different issues. And uh, Captain, I know that you're uh, boldly just taking – the mantle that Captain Maynard has laid down and you've picked it up and you're you're carrying forward to make sure that we're doing all that we can to reach that current generation. 
Yeah, right. So Gen Z, uh, it is a unique audience. You know, it's they're diverse, they're digitally native, concerned, passionate. Their approach to religion is different than anything we've seen before. Um, I know when when Peer was being developed, one of the things that really drove um, at the heart of of choosing this audience of Gen Z is that um, compared to to other generations, uh, according to a Barna study, Gen Z identifies as atheist at a rate double that of the general population. So with the general population is about 6%. With Gen Z, it's about 13%. Um, you know, there are some interesting studies about how this has fluctuated a bit during the pandemic, um, which is fascinating, um, something we're definitely keeping our eye on. Um, but, uh, you know, Gen Z is Gen Z is an incredible, uh, it's incredible generation. They get a lot of flack, um, but but they are um, are are wonderful and unique and caring and passionate. Um, and I, I'm I'm excited to be able to to kind of speak into that with our magazine. Um, one of the things I would say um, that that really kind of is my passion and kind of drives um, what I do is that with with Gen Z. Uh, in a way, in a way that we've never seen before, the church can't afford to be silent on topics that we may have shied away from in the past. Um, whether that might be more personal issues like sex or societal issues that that other generations might see as political um, and not something that the church should be involved in, this generation is looking to the church to stand up and say like this isn't right, or to say like hey you know, this is how we, we see this issue. This is how it affects our holiness and affects our faith. Um, but I think even more than that, Gen Z is not interested in a church that, that just talks, uh, but doesn't put action behind it. Uh, so my goal for peer really is to address a whole wide spectrum of topics, uh, certainly, but, but not to shy away from difficult ones, um, to be honest, to be real, to be deep, um, not to settle for surfacey like quote unquote Sunday school answers, um, which is really hard when your features are only, you know, 800 to 1200 words. Um, clearly you can tell that I am not a person of few words. <laughs> so, uh, it is challenging sometimes to be able to cover things in a, in a deep and real way. Um, but we are determined not to be silent about these things. Uh, they have to be addressed. I believe at my kind of, my thing as a pastor, as a parent, um, as an editor is, the, these, uh, there are, are answers and messages coming to our kids from the world. And if we don't speak into them as the church, uh, then, then we are shirking our duty. Um, somebody is going to be teaching them. And so if we want faith to inform, if we want them to have a biblical worldview, then the church has to stand up and talk about it. Um, we cannot afford to remain silent. Otherwise, the messages um, will be coming completely, completely from the world and not from the church. And to me, that's unacceptable. Well, I think this is where we're going to cue the altar call in from uh, music. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I appreciate your passion and uh, the privilege that I've had to work with you and Captain Matt the last couple months. Uh, it's just amazing uh, how God is um, in control with who the next editor up here was going to be and how you've taken this and where you're going to go with it. And we're just excited for you. We thank you for being part of our editorial team and having a love for Jesus and a love for other people. Uh, I I want to just uh, pledge our continued support. And I was thinking as you were talking there, you know, there's, uh, you can you can go broader and deeper and longer with articles, especially with what we're doing, expanding our online uh, 
motifs because we're we're actually exploring more of that uh, with with our war cry. You know, we are limited on our our word counts at times and just kind of look and design of the actual printed magazine. But the the whole digital world opens up uh, lots and lots of great opportunities for us, and we're getting feedback. Um, constantly from all sorts of people uh, about the effects, especially during the pandemic. Uh, our publications have had a great impact on a, on a whole new generation, and we thank you for that. And I would even throw in, you're also thinking in the back of your mind, the generation that's after the Z generation, the alpha generation that's kind of uh, infiltrating our elementary and junior high schools now. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, Gen Z um, start like you were, we're talking about 1997 to 2012. So right now that's ages what, 8 to 23, um, which is uh, really broad. But even beyond that, you know, there's there's a new generation coming up behind them. And so as, as Gen Z ages and moves on, Alpha is coming up. Um, and so, you know, we're going to have to look at, at uh, you know, each generation is unique in its own way. Uh, Gen Z is certainly different from millennials. Um, and so we don't expect alpha to be, uh, to break the mold on that. They're going to be different from Gen Z. And so how are we going to take this publication and, uh, and rechange it? We know certainly that no matter what the difference is in, in the generations, the, the truth remains that there is a place for the church to speak into the issues of today. Um, and so while we may re rethink our methods, um, the, the underlying message that Jesus is the savior for all mankind is, is, uh, there and the ability to preach that and how that affects our everyday life. So it's exciting, always changing, always something different, uh, can be a little bit mind boggling sometimes, but you know, what a, what a great opportunity mm, and mission yeah. we have. Really, and you know, the, thumbing through the January issue, your passion, what you're saying comes through. It's colorful. It's full of information. It has video game reviews and you know cultural um, things to for people to consider, but also strong articles like this quote from one of the articles in it. Our gifts aren't just for the gathering of saints in a building. Although that is valid and important, I certainly don't want to downplay our gatherings. The intention here is to expand our view of the operation of God's gifts. And I think that's what you're uh, helping accomplish through this magazine. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there is. That's one of the things I love about Peer is that there is something for everyone in its pages. If you are, a, you know, a podcaster, there's podcast reviews. If you're a gamer, there's uh, video game reviews. There's, you know, ways to to broaden our understanding about what the Salvation Army is doing, not just in America but across the world. And these are these are many times in our panorama column initiatives led by young people, which I don't think we give enough credit for. Like, you know, young people are not the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. And so we need to acknowledge and celebrate their contributions. And so there's that there in Panorama. Our features change each month. Um, you know, we, we highlight in our profile column, Salvation Army young people from around the globe um, who are, are sold out for Jesus, what they're doing. Their stories are all unique uh, and different, but you can see Jesus at the center of each of them. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Tell it. Tell our listeners in closing, uh, Captain Jamie, uh, how people can um, be encouraged to contribute to Peer Magazine. Yeah, absolutely. So you can uh, find our website is peermag.org, or you can find us on just about every social media 
platform. We're peer.magazine, but if you just type in peer magazine in your search feature there, you'll find us. Um, but we also are, um, we accept submissions. Um, we want to help develop the talents of young writers, uh, young illustrators, young photographers. So there is a submissions page on our website. Uh, in fact, today uh, we got a great article yesterday and I just edited it this morning for our online um, content from a, a young Salvationist in the South about his experience um, with Rwandan genocide, which wow. is an interesting, yeah, interesting topic. And so um, we certainly want to help develop um, the gifts that God has given. Uh, and so that can be done through our submissions page. But I would encourage you to engage with us online, um, Peer.Magazine, on all social medias, even TikTok. <laughs> well, Captain, we thank you. Uh, we salute Captain Pam. We thank all of the previous writers and contributors and illustrators uh, to Peer Magazine. Uh, we're grateful, Jeff, to you and your staff for because uh, there's a lot of interaction that happens between the Workray uh, design team and the Peer design team. And I'm grateful to Elizabeth as our media manager who does a lot with uh, making sure that uh, Peer Magazine is the content is out there. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Colonel. And also, I should give a shout out to Metalead Creative, who helped with the design, the original design of Peer, and to our other vendors, including Quad Graphics, Impact Production, who are instrumental in helping us be good stewards of the Army's resources in what the work we do. Yeah, Metalleap was an, an amazing uh, company to work with. Uh, they are a company that works with you know major magazines, and uh, th they were very excited uh, to work with the Salvation Army. We were really grateful for them in the infant stages of this. But we're going to continue on, and the Salvation Army's uh, national publications has a voice of influence and a voice of hope and a voice of innovation. Uh, a voice of addressing the the realities of uh, the social evils that befall us, but most importantly, give us the opportunity to share the life changing message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, to folks who could be who would never darken the doors of uh, any church anywhere. So we're grateful uh, to you, Captain, for your you and your staff continue to uh, keep up the good the good fight continue to, to fight for good and also to keep the battle lines, uh, you know, tight and going forward, <laughs> carrying the gospel. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget our sister broadcast, The Battle Lines, featuring Captain Jamie and her husband, Captain Matt Satterley, and as they discuss youth culture. And don't forget to follow the War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We want to thank you for taking a few moments of your day of, for listening to this episode. And until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.